today's broadcast, we are talking about, let's see what, how we named it, <laughs> how to walk in God's power and peace. Amen. Um, you know, think about, think about what Jesus did when he released peace to the storm. Peace literally was a weapon against that demonic storm. Yeah. And uh, peace is a weapon in our arsenal against the attacks yeah. and, of the enemy. And so how would you like to have more peace in your life and things to settle down? Amen. Would yeah. you like things to settle down yeah. and be a weapon against the chaos and confusion that the devil tries to bring in everybody's life, especially the last couple of years? Yeah. yeah. Would you like to have more peace? We're going to talk about that today. And we're also going to talk about how would you like to have more power? In other words, hey, this is supernatural power, the supernatural grace of God. That's, and that's really what we're talking about is more grace and more power of God in our lives so yeah. that when I do things, it's powerful and it's full of God's grace. It's full of his supernatural. It's not just natural. How would you like to have more of that? That's yeah. what we're talking about today. Aren't you glad? Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. So let's turn right now to 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 1 through 4. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, and if you will start to read, I will interrupt as necessary. Absolutely. It All says, right. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Okay. So one of the things that you see here is you received a salvation through righteousness, right? So God made us righteous. When God made us righteous, it gave us rights. Yeah. And we were able to step into the place that God had for us. So um, this, this is a very, very important thing. Our maturity is actually measured by our knowledge and application of righteousness. Right, okay? yeah. And you can see that. I believe it's Hebrews 5 and 6, uh, chapter 5, chapter 6. But uh, you can see that righteousness is what's given. You go into Romans chapter 10, when we're born again, right, what are, what are the two things that we're given by belief in our heart and confession with our mouth? We're given righteousness and salvation. Righteousness puts us in the place to receive salvation. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. uh, with confession, the mouth is made unto salvation. With belief in the heart, we have righteousness. So, when God, when we were messed up, right, and all of us were messed up at some point, uh, when we were messed up, God said, "I can't fix you unless right. you get unmessed up." Right. Put that in the comments. Be unmessed up. Amen. <laughs> good. Good plan. Good job. Be unmessed up, right? <laughs> Please put that in the comments. And uh, be unmessed up, right? So you have to be unmessed up. You yes. have to be righteous, right? Yeah. Because if you're still messed up, he couldn't get salvation to us. If we're still messed up and we still have our sin, he can't get these things. So for us to be saved, we need to be unmessed up. We need to be righteous, right? This is going to be a theme. I can mm -hmm. tell it's going to carry on. So, um, if you're wondering, so we needed God to come in here and fix us. Hannah just said unceived. So <laughs> Hannah, Hannah made that word up the other day because she was talking about being de deceived. And she's like, I don't want to be deceived. I want to be unceived. <laughs> That's great. That's good. That's exactly, Hannah, 
you're on it. You, <laughs> you understand where we're going. All right. I can hear her laughing. Yeah. Like I heard the sound. <laughs> so the righteousness of God, here's the thing. When we were made right with God, what it literally means is our level of godliness was here. Yeah. Very, very low. God's mm -hmm. level was here. We had no rights to anything. Now he took us and he made us right with him. Yeah. Now you see this in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. Verse 17 says we were made a completely new creation. But verse 21 says he has given us, he has made us the righteousness of God in Christ. He has reconciled us, which means he brought us up to that level, made us right with God. Yeah. Now here's the thing. When we weren't right with God, when we were messed up, we had no right, right to receive any help. But when we were unmessed up and we were made righteous, we now have a right to receive his good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so in the righteousness of God in Christ, when we believed on Jesus, it put us back where we needed to be so that we could receive those things. Very simple, but that is a major point that a lot of people don't recognize and realize. So now, one of the things that happens is after we've received the righteousness of God, after we've been born again and we mess up again, mm -hmm. our conscience is seared, yeah. right? So our conscience knows that we are messed up. And so mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we go to pray for something, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get righteous on the level of righteousness again. We've got to it, our spirit man is righteous, but our fellowship with God is blocked. It's yeah. messed up. There's there's stuff in the way. There's blockages. So we've got to deal with that. So First John says, if we've messed up, if we've sinned, confess that to the Lord. And he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, connect that connection again yeah. so that we're unmessed up. We're, we're walking in that righteousness. So we can be righteous, but not walking in righteousness. So we want to be righteous and walk in that righteous righteousness. And when we walk in it, we our conscience then is not seared anymore when we pray it works. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about walking in peace and grace. And a part of that is we've got to stay in a right relationship with God, walking out our righteousness. And that means we've got to stay clear and keep our conscience clear. If we sin, we repent over it. Yeah. We get that fellowship with God and that flow of God to us clear. And there's no blockages of sin or unholiness right. or messed up, right? Yeah. So when we do that, we have a right to salvation. So we have a right to be saved from whatever it is we need saving from. All right, now, so you see here, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours, by they received it by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other mm -hmm. words, Jesus took his righteousness and gave us the ability to receive it. Yeah. He, he took his righteousness and by his mm -hmm. own righteousness paved a way and a, opened the doorway for us to step into that. Praise yeah. the Lord. Because yeah. we couldn't do it on our own. We needed help. We were helpless. We were sinner, sinners, Romans 5. We were enemies of God. Yeah. And so Jesus made a way, and that allowed us to step into right standing with God and receive the salvation of God. That also allowed us to step into the fullness of God's grace, which is his supernatural power and favor, and to step in his peace. And what I want you to see is this, all right? Verse 2, he says, mm -hmm. now that you're here, 
grace and peace be multiplied to you. So now I, I want I want you to see this. Think about this. And I love using this this logic. I love using this argument with the word. If God didn't want us to have peace, all he had to do was not write verses like this. Right. Just leave it out of the Bible and we would have been in confusion <laughs> and everything. If God didn't want us to have grace, all he had to do was leave that promise out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Don't tell us about that. But the fact that it's in there right. shows us the will of God. He wants us to have grace multiplied, yeah. power, favor multiplied to us. He wants us to have peace, not just given to us, multiplied. Put right. that in the comments. God <laughs> wants grace and peace multiplied in our lives. Amen. He wants that, right? That's yeah. why he wrote this. If he didn't want us to have it, all he had to do was not write it. But he did write it. Because he wants it for us. All right, now, he says, I want you to see this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Now, how does grace and peace come in this verse? In the knowledge of Jesus. In the knowledge of God (laughs) and of Jesus, our Lord. So in order to get to multiplied peace and grace, we have to first enter through the door through righteousness. The second thing that we have to do is we've got to get knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. We've got to get knowledge of who he is and, and what he's doing in, in our lives, right? Yeah. And then um, I, I want to continue, and I'm, we may go back and forth to several scriptures, but let's read verse 3 slowly. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything. Okay, just pause. His divine, so not our power, but God's divine power has granted, mm-hmm. right? Like Abigail was in the, you know, learned and everything in the past tense. In other words, this is not going to happen. This has already happened. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. already granted what he's about to tell us. Mm-hmm. And he granted it not by your power, not by my power, not by your power, not by your power. Yeah. He's already granted it. By his power. Yeah. So what level are we talking about? Unlimited. What level of power are we talking about that has already been given? God's power. Okay. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. keep reading and see that with that in mind, he's already granted it to us and it's on God's level of power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what did he grant? His divine power is granted to us everything. Okay. Just stop right there. Everything. So there's nothing left out of this. There's nothing missing in this, okay? Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Life and God. He's already given you and you and me and you, if you're born again and in the family of God, he's already given to you everything concerning life and godliness Mm -hmm. on the level of his power. Mm -hmm. So that means we are called to operate on his power level and he's already given it to you. It's yeah. in you. Yeah. It's in your hands. It's in your spirit. It's in you. He's already granted. It's not waiting to be granted. Right. You already have it. So the issue then is how come we hadn't been walking it? And, and keep reading the very next part. How does this uh, granting of everything pertaining to life and godliness? In other words, he wants us to walk like God on this earth. Mm -hmm. And he's already granted it to us. He wants us to walk in the fullness of life and he's already granted it to us. How? Yeah. Next part. Through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So again, what do we see that's 
the what's the trigger that calls these things to go into action? Knowledge of Him. Knowledge of Him. Knowledge of Him. So the trigger again here, the trigger to multiplied peace and grace is knowledge of right. Him. The trigger to life and godliness being granted and operating in our life is knowledge of Him. Okay. Right. All right. Look. Go ahead and read verse four. For by these. He has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may be or you may become partakers of the divine nature. Having go ahead and read. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Okay, so we can escape the corruption of the world and and we can become a partner of God's divine godly nature. Mm -hmm. This and he, all he had to do was not leave this in, not put this in there. But he wrote it in there because he wants us to walk in it. Yes. And how does he say that God's divine nature, we're going to walk in it? How does he say it? He said that yeah. for by these, for yeah. by these what? For by the knowledge of, you back up to the verse before, the knowledge of him mm -hmm. who has called us by his own glory and excellence. The knowledge of him. So again, knowledge of him is opening up peace and grace. Yeah. It's opening up fullness of life and godliness on his level. It's opening up a partnership. He's made us partakers, our partners with his divine nature. Right. Yeah. You, a believer, may or may not have known this, but a believer, well, as soon as they're born again, has access to walk, talk, act, have power mm -hmm. and grace just like God does, yeah. yeah. just like he does. Mm -hmm. Now, they can't do it on their own, and they can't do it without him. Yeah. But through him and through love, yeah. knowledge of him and knowledge of love, they can walk like Jesus walked. Well, of course, isn't that what the word says? They can walk like. But we have to have knowledge of what? Knowledge of him. Mm -hmm. We have to have knowledge. So without knowledge, the question is, after reading these verses, without knowledge, are we going to walk in these things? Nope. No, I could spend another two hours just talking about the level of his divine power and the grace uh, and and the peace, and I could talk about the partakers of his divine nature and what that means versus what we've seen. Let, let me just summarize it by saying this. Everything that's in these verses, we have not been thinking high enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have not been thinking high enough, yeah. right? I, I'm just going to summarize it there. When you think that you've thought high enough, think higher, right? right? And, and a lot of times people can ponder in theory, but I'm talking about don't just think in theory. Think in today I'm going to walk in this. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to walk in this, right? In other words, we're not talking about maybe someday. No, today. I need to think higher in terms of reality today. Uh, we are called by his, by his love. We are called according to his purposes. His purposes. What was the purposes of God? Acts 10, 38. How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power and went about doing good. That is his purpose. Uh, Isaiah 61, 1. He was anointed to heal the sick, right? Raise the dead, cast out the devil. Yeah. He was anointed to set the captive free. If they were captive, set them free. Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me mm -hmm. you know, to heal the sick. He's anointed me to set the captive free. Deliverance to the captive. Freedom to the ones that are in bondage, right? This is the purpose of God. 
And we are called with that same purpose, yeah. and he's empowered us to live that purpose. And it's not for the sweet bye-bye. It's for today. Yeah. Yeah. It's for today. So yeah. we need to think higher, not in the future. We need to think higher today, not in theory, in a reality today. Yeah. What does God want to pour through you today? Yeah. What does he want to pour through your life today? Okay. But the issue is we can't get to that without knowledge of him. Mm-hmm. All right. So now let's go to... Ephesians, and let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, and let's go to verse 15. You know where we're going. Mm-hmm. It says, For this reason I too, having heard of the faith of the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit. May give to you what? A spirit of wisdom. A spirit of wisdom and? Revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul is praying by the Holy Ghost here because what is he wanting to get to the people and get to the people of God? Grace, Mm -hmm. peace multiplied, grace and peace multiplied, right? Yeah. Everything pertaining to life and godliness, mm-hmm. the, to, for them to be partakers of the divine nature, yeah. right? He wants all of this, and how is that going to come? Paul knows it, but how is it going to come? Yeah. It's going to come when we receive knowledge, a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation and a spirit of knowledge of what? What does it say in there? Of Of the knowledge of him. The knowledge of him. See, we've got to know Jesus. We've got to know who he is. We've got to know what he wants to do. We've got to be in an intimate fellowship with him. We need to have knowledge of him, right? We've got to get knowledge. Now, the problem is, uh, as we keep on, he says that your eyes may be enlightened. The power level, he again, the power level is defined here. And the power level is a godly supernatural power level. He says it's on the same level that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the knowledge that he wants to get to yeah. us. A uh, uh, resurrection power level, mm-hmm. a godly power level, a divine nature, right? Yeah. We're not talking about normal earthly things. We're talking about yeah. things change, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Things change, all right? But how do we get to that place? We've got to get knowledge. We've got to get knowledge. Now, let's go to chapter 3. You're probably going to be there faster than I am. My Bible's in the office. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 3, uh, starting at verse 14. You can read it, Marky. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. So what's the level? Again, what's the level? The riches of his glory. Yeah. It's godly glory level, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Can you see this recurring theme? Yeah. I mean, what am I t- what what's happening right here by the anointing and teaching, not just in logic, but teaching in the anointing? What's happening? We're starting to see there's a different level than what yeah. we've been operating on. Yeah. This is a different level, right? This is a level of God's glory. Okay? So on what level? He says, according to the riches of his glory, mm-hmm. okay. To be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, 
So according to the level of God's glory, we would be strengthened. Yeah. Hmm. We would be strengthened according to that level. So you can see just in three different passages, we're starting to see things on a different level. What are we gaining? Knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're gaining knowledge. It's revelatory knowledge, but it's, it's coming a certain way through the Spirit. It's not just a logic. There's an anointing here, okay? And that's mm -hmm. going to be important because keep reading, and what you're seeing is we're seeing it on a different, a different level because we're gaining knowledge through these three passages, mm -hmm. all right? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and okay. depth. All right, hold right there. So now I want you to see this. So that Christ, who is it that we needed to get the knowledge of? The Lord. The Lord. That Christ, the Lord, would dwell in our hearts through faith and that us, you, being rooted and grounded in love. Well, who is love? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So what he's saying is when knowledge of Jesus gets in you mm -hmm. and your heart is rooted and grounded in Christ yeah. and in his love, something happens. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we see him for who he is, when we have knowledge of who he is, something happens. It releases. It releases something, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, uh, amen. Kevin said, I have no idea where we're going, but I'm loving the journey. <laughs> amen. Good. <laughs> amen. And he says, so you can see here that what verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in Christ, mm -hmm. in yeah. the knowledge of him. In other words, who he is gets in our hearts. It gets rooted and grounded inside of us. Who he is gets rooted and grounded yeah. inside of us, right? Mm -hmm. Then when he is rooted and grounded inside of us, verse 18. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. So when that happens and we're doing these things, approaching it the right way, a comprehension comes in. A comprehension. And then when comprehension, when an understanding and a revelation comes in, then what happens? And to know the love of All right, of just Christ. pause right there. All right, we're going to see what to know. But when the comprehension comes in, then we'll know. Mm -hmm. Then we'll know. So the Holy Spirit will pour out on us, right? We'll, we'll by faith and love, grab hold of what the Spirit is doing, We'll have that rooting in our hearts of faith and love, and then that will cause us to, to comprehend things, and comprehension will bring us to know. Mm -hmm. So the comprehension in our spirit will cause us to have knowledge. Yeah. Watch this. Knowledge of what? The love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Okay, so this type of knowledge, a spiritual knowledge, will take us to the place that passes logical knowledge. Mm -hmm. All right, so look at what it says. And to know or to have knowledge of the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. And what's he saying? He's saying there's a physical worldly knowledge, and when you go after it this way, you're, you're going to get a knowledge that doesn't even compare. Right. Yeah. The world can't comprehend. The devil can't comprehend. But you'll have it. You'll have it, right? 
You'll, you'll have it because you're going about this the right way. You're going about this the biblical way. You're going about this a way that will open up God-level living, right? God-level living, right? We'll probably mm-hmm. rename this one to God, God-level living, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. God, put that in the comments. We are designed to live on the God-level of life. Yeah. We're designed to live on God's level of life. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying here that you'll even, not only will you live on God's level, you'll know on a God's level of knowing. Okay? It's God's level. It's not man's level. See, if we try to do it man's way, we're not going to have it. I'm going to show you something very important, a very important key here that is missed, and it's majorly missed in the American church. And because of that, we've not been living on God's level. Okay? How would you like to live on God's level of life and have God's level of knowledge, yeah. right? I'm not saying that you'll be him. You could, could do none of this without him. We need him, right? But he's designed it that we can partake of his nature, partake of his knowledge, partake of his wisdom, mm-hmm. of his multiplied peace and grace. Yeah. God level living, right? Can, can you see, would y'all agree and would y'all agree? If you can agree, make sure that you can, that you put your hands up in the comments or something or give me a hundred percent emoji or something, right? Can you see through these three passages, God has a level of living designed for believers, designed for his family that is on his level. Isn't it clear? Can't you? I mean, it's obvious. Each one has been talking about a level that's on God's level, his level of glory, his level of life and godliness, his divine nature, Mm -hmm. the level that raised Jesus from the dead. It's a supernatural God level, living on the God level, right? Living on the God level. That'll be the title. Living on the God level. Yeah. All right, so now I want you to see this. It says that you will know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. So if knowledge is the thing that's going to unlock this, do we want earthly knowledge? No. Or do we want God level knowledge? God level yeah. knowledge. And what he's saying is there's a way to get God level of knowledge. And if you'll get God level of knowledge, you can have God's level of living. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. If you'll get God's level of knowledge, you can get God's level of living. Put that in the comments. If we can get God's level of knowledge, we can walk God's level of life. Amen. Amen. And can you can you see that in these passages? Does that? I mean, it's not just me like making up stuff in my head. You can see it, right? Yeah. Can you see it in there? If we can get God's level of knowledge, we can have that. All right. Now look yeah. here. If we'll do this right, you can know, have knowledge that surpasses worldly knowledge. The issue is that many people are trying to get knowledge through the ways that the world has taught them, not through the ways that God has taught them. Yeah. Okay? All right, so now, look, and then verse 20, such a great verse. Let's read 20 and 21. And with this knowledge, look at what it says well, at the end of 19, before we go to 20, look at, look, this is awesome. You'll know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be, what? Filled up. Filled up with what? You'll be filled up with what? The fullness of God. The fullness of God. What? Mm-hmm. Like, did that just say what I think it said? Mm-hmm. You'll be filled up with the fullness of God? Yeah. Okay. If... 
Is this lion? No. Is this lion? No. Where are those people? Yeah. If this is not lying, where are these people? Where are these people? Yeah. Let me ask it like this. Who wants to be one of these people? Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be? Who yeah. says, Lord, I want to be this. I want to be filled up with the fullness of yeah. God. Yeah. I want to have grace and peace multiplied. I want to be, uh, I want to walk in a God level. I want to be a partaker and a partner with yeah. the divine nature of God. I want everything pertaining to life and godliness to flow through me. I want to have supernatural resurrection power flowing through me, not because I just want to be known for it. I want to walk in it because I know that you're calling me to walk in yeah. it. And I'm going to set myself in obedience to get there, and I will live it. Yeah. I will live it. Yeah. Well, this goes hand in who, hand. Who is it? With yesterday. Like, yeah. you, you can't get to here without yesterday's message. And if you didn't hear it, definitely go back. Because you can't get to the point of knowing him without having a hunger to know him. Yeah. You can't get here to, yeah. to having that fullness without humility to let him shine the light on areas yeah. that are darkened, to, to be hungry for him. We'll never yeah. arrive at that point to be the carrier of the fullness of him if we're not hungry for him. Yeah, yeah. So you, you see that as we position ourselves in hunger and humility to say, this is what your word says. Yeah. Like for me... I, for years, for years and years and years, and, and well, let's read the last two verses and then I'll give a little bit of commentary, but then I'm, I'm going to show how to unlock this, okay? I'm going to show you how to unlock this. Now, the issue is, let's, let's read those last two verses, verse 20 and verse 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Works where? In, in us. us. Where? Within yes. us. It's it's there. Yeah. What if it's there, what are we waiting on? Yeah. <laughs> what are we waiting on? Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> and and look at what he says. Fill fills us up with all the fullness of God. Not some of the fullness, all of the fullness of God. And to him who is able, he, we're gonna give him glory, but what is he able to do? To do far more abundantly beyond, like not just up over. Right. To do to do over. He could have said, "Now to him who is able to do over all that we ask or think." He didn't leave it there. He said, "Is basically like over, 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 over." Is yeah. what he basically said. Far more abundantly beyond yeah. all that we can ask or think. Yeah. One translation says, "Or imagine." All that we can ask or think or imagine, according to the power that works within us. Go ahead, verse 21. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, can you see the connection here that when people will actually walk in the fullness of God and walk on a God level, it and do the things that are far more abundantly beyond what they were able to do in the natural What's the what's the next part after they did that? He gets glory. Yeah. Yeah. He gets glory. So now why would the devil, if you were the enemy of God, why would you come against believers walking on the God level? Jesus doesn't get the glory. Because you'd want to hold back the glory from God. Well, 
that ought to tick you off. Mm-hmm. That ought to make you mad. Yeah. Wait a minute. My God is deserving of the glory. My God is deserving of the glory yeah. that he deserves. He, he's deserving it. And if, if me walking by his power at a God level yeah. is going to get him the glory, then I will not be held back. Yeah. Where are these people? Where are these people? Do I have any that are going to walk like this? That are going to say, I'm not selling out my God level of living for anything. I'm not selling out to social media. Yeah. I'm not selling it out uh, to a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm not selling it out uh, because somebody got mad at me and I won't forgive them. I'm not selling it yeah. out for anything. I'm not selling it out for disunity. I'm not yeah. selling it out for unforgiveness. I'm not selling it out because I was mad at the guy in the, in the line that uh, waited too long at the stoplight, right. right? I'm not selling it out because somebody cut me off in traffic. I'm not selling it out and losing that love, I'm going after it. Where are the people that say God's glory is worth more than what it would cost me in the flesh? Right. Where are those people? Yeah. Do I have any that are watching today? Do I have any that yeah. are interested yeah. in it? Yeah. Right? You, you realize there's a bunch of people that aren't watching, that are missing, moving up to that level because they've let the cares of the world stop them yeah. when God was saying, you need to go and take your lunch and listen to what's yeah. the word. It's true. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff that happens all the time. People are not listening and hearing the, watch this, the revelation of knowledge that will cause them to live on a God level. Right. They're not watching and they miss it because that knowledge comes a certain way from God. And it's when we're hungry and when we humble ourselves and when we esteem the word of God yeah. and all of a sudden his anointing goes to work. What is it in each one of these three passages, the end result that God wanted? He wanted us to walk in a God level, grace, peace, divine nature, everything pertaining to life and godliness, supernatural resurrection power, right? The yeah. fullness of God, to be filled with the fullness of God, everything yeah. on the God level, but how that's what he wanted so that God could get the glory, yeah. right? And he deserves to get the glory. And when we walk like he walked, he gets the glory. Yeah. He gets the glory. Hmm. All three of the passages say the same thing, and all three say the same thing. How does it come? How do we get there? Through knowledge of him, mm -hmm. through knowledge of him. But not knowledge, worldly knowledge, yeah. but through a spiritual knowledge. A spiritual knowledge, okay? A spiritual knowledge. Now, let's go to, uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 2, maybe. Is that right? If it's not, we're going to blame Buddy. <laughs> okay? He says here, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches, uh, well, let, let's back up. Uh, well, this whole, this whole chapter, we could, we could read this whole chapter. <laughs> let's just do it. All right, verse 1, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. 
And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come, this is Paul talking, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Uh, And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So persuasive speaks to emotional words and Mm -hmm. wisdom speaks to logical words. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Paul says, I didn't come to you in emotion and I didn't come to you in logic. But how did I come? How did the Holy Spirit direct him to come? And, And here's what he says. I didn't come in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. In other words, I came in a demonstration of the anointing. So let me me give you an example of this. The other day I was preaching, uh, I think it was last week, and um, like a week and three days ago. Preaching on Sunday morning, I'm preaching a specific message. The Lord brings up a story uh, for me to tell. It connects to what I'm preaching, but loosely, right, to me. In my logic, it was loose. Um, Not a very firm connection to the message. Seems like a rabbit trail, Mm -hmm. right? Seems like, why are you telling this story? Just to entertain us? But it wasn't. This was the Holy Spirit. This was the anointing. Now, I didn't understand why. I didn't know the reasons why. I just knew that he led me to tell that story for some reason. Well, I get to the end of the service, and I have somebody come up to me and say, Pastor, when you told that story, that answered a direct question that I was asking today. I needed to know. I've been asking the Lord about it. And when you told that story, it it answered what I needed to do by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit brought about an anointing of things that I didn't know, but a knowledge on a supernatural level that answered somebody's specific question. To everybody else, it might have looked like a rabbit trail, but what it actually was was the power of the Holy Spirit. It was the power of the anointing, and it brought about supernatural wisdom to somebody who was asking God specifically for that. Mm. So to us, to some people, that telling that story, to me, the logic of telling that story was loosely tied, right? Mm -hmm. Loosely tied to the message. It didn't make good logic to tell that story. So from a worldly logic standpoint, it looked like foolishness, Yeah. right? Doesn't seem like I should spend the time telling it. But in a spiritual view of it, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was anointed. It brought the spirit. And that's what Paul was saying. I didn't come to you with persuasive words, you know, the perfectly formed sermon. I didn't come to you with emotion. I didn't come to you with the world's emotion. I didn't come to you with the world's wisdom. I came to you in demonstration of the spirit and power. Mm -hmm. That day, the demonstration of the Spirit was in the message. The power is there to heal and help people. There was multiple people that their lives were changed that morning when we prayed for them. The demonstration of the Spirit and power. And he says, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God, or what men call wisdom. It wouldn't rest on an emotional moment, a mic drop moment. It would rest on God is powerful. God is faithful. God loves you. He loves you. And now what did people gain? Knowledge of God who cares for them. 
right? That's the anointing. In other words, Paul is saying, if you want to boil this down, Paul's saying, I came in the anointing of God. Yeah. Yeah. I came in the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can see some you know, definitive details here. I didn't come in emotion. I didn't come in worldly emotion. I didn't come in worldly logic. I came in supernatural wisdom and supernatural logic, and I came in the anointing, yeah. right? All right, now, he says, yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages of our ages to our glory. In other words, he designed a wisdom, and look at what it's going to. He designed a wisdom to our glory, to give us glory, all right? And I recognize I've been talking a lot, and we're going to a place, and then I'm going to let y'all talk, okay? All right, so. (laughs) You can keep going. Well, we're going somewhere, and we got to follow down the track so that then we can talk a little bit about that. We're not going to have to talk much, but here's the thing. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. In other words, God set in motion a way to have this wisdom of God that would be released to his people in a certain way, in a certain way, that would bring glory to his people. It would bring glory to his people. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Okay? He says, verse 10, for to us, now he's talking about revealing Christ as Savior and as Messiah. Yeah. And he's talking about the, the rulers of the age couldn't see Christ, right? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit revealed it to those who were hungry and humble and heard foolish, what the world would call yeah. foolish preaching, yeah. right? In other words, foolish preaching. What, what's so special about preaching? Preaching in itself will not, will not do anything. Anointed preaching does everything. Yeah. yeah. Right? Preaching in itself. So I can go out, you know, we you have preachers on the news. They preach. It's just not the word of God. But even preaching the word of God outside of an anointing, that's what Paul's saying. I don't come to you yeah. in emotional preaching. I don't come to you in worldly logic preaching right? Trying to form the perfect sermon. No, I come to you with anointed preaching, with anointed preaching. And that means the person who's preaching needs to be carrying an anointing and allowing the anointing to flow. And if the person who you're hearing preaching from doesn't have the anointing of God flowing through them, it can be a waste of time. Yeah. It can be a it definitely will not propel you to God level stuff because it's only anointed preaching that will propel you to a to a supernatural God knowledge that opens up God level living. Okay? And if we're not getting that, then the issue is we're not gonna live on God's level. God's not gonna get the glory like he should be getting. Yeah. 
So who we listen to and the preaching that we get and how we attain knowledge is very important. All right, now look at this. Now the rest of this chapter, huge. So look at verse 10. For to us, God revealed the mysteries through the Spirit. So now just look at, he's talking about this specific mystery, but I want you to see how does the flow of revelation work? Yeah. How does the flow of knowledge and the anointing work? How does it work? Because if we're going to walk in multiplied peace and grace, God level living, all of those good things, supernatural power, partakers of, of God's godliness, right? Yeah. If we're going to walk on that level, we have to have supernatural knowledge. How do we get supernatural knowledge? What is it that unlocks supernatural knowledge? It's the anointing. First yeah. John chapter two and verse twenty. For, put that in the comments. First John two and verse twenty. First John two twenty says this: You have the unction and you know. Yeah. You have the anointing and you know. You have the unction and you know. So when you get the anointing, it will cause a supernatural knowledge. But if you don't, if you're not walking and listening to the anointing, you will not have that knowledge. Right yeah. now, look at this. Verse ten. For to us, God revealed the mysteries through the Spirit. See, it's the Spirit of God that brings knowledge. And watch this. This is the big key. Not your worldly logic. Now, here's what I want, here's what I want to throw to you. Okay? Here's what I want to throw up to you. How do most people enter into church even if they're hungry? Are they going in to receive knowledge of God spiritually or are they going in and, and, I mean, if we're just really honest with ourselves, they're going in trying to understand with their mind everything the preacher says. Yeah. Which one are they doing? Trying to understand with their mind. With their mind. Yeah. With a worldly logic. But this, you're going to see, and the reason I bring this up first before we read these scriptures are, is because... That will never work. Yeah. And yet, that's where the majority of the church has been. And that's a reason why they've not been walking in the God level, because they've been paying attention to somebody who has persuasive words of man's wisdom, emotion, and worldly logic, thinking that that would bring them to the anointing right. when it actually works the opposite direction. The anointed preaching, what looks like foolishness to the world, will bring the wisdom of God and the supernatural knowledge of him that will bring a supernatural level of life. Yeah. Okay? Now, so what you see is, he says, For God revealed them, the wisdom and that knowledge, through the Spirit, not through worldly logic, not through capturing it with our brain, yeah. right? For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Mm -hmm. In other words, who can see all this stuff besides the spirit of the man? The spirit of man knows everything that's with him, and the spirit of God knows everything that there is to know with God. What worldly mind knows everything about themselves? None. You know? No, it's the spirit of God and the spirit of man that searches and knows all those things. So when we try to discern things through our mind and not allow the Spirit through His anointing to bring them to us, yeah. we, we sabotage ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to do that. He, he says, even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Watch this, verse 12. Now we have received 
not the spirit of the world or not coming through the logic of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may know that we may know we've received the spirit. And what does receiving the spirit do? Causes us to know. And we're not we're receiving a supernatural knowledge. So it causes us to know the things freely given to us by God. Haven't we been given everything pertaining to life? So this anointing will cause us to see the mysteries of God and know what God has done. Yeah. To the world, it'll look like foolishness. Yeah. But it's not foolishness. Yeah. It causes us to know the things which are freely given. Which things we also speak, watch this, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. In other words, the Holy Spirit will bring us thoughts. He'll bring us the words like he brought that story for me to tell. Seems like a rabbit trail. Seems foolishness. But it was the anointing of God that caused that person to know supernatural wisdom what to do. The exact wisdom that they need. Supernatural, godly wisdom when they were asking God for it. And he brings those spiritual thoughts, spiritual words, and he gives us enlightenment inside of ourselves, in our mind, and that causes us to know things. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness Mm -hmm. to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So watch this. A natural man, what is he talking about, a natural man? He's saying a man that comes in trying to logic all of this stuff out. A man that comes in trying to logic all this stuff out, he's not going to get any of it. Yeah. He's he's going to get basically nothing yeah. that the Spirit is actually trying to do. Yeah. So when we come into a church service and come into a preaching and we're trying to sit there and think through and get all of that, we actually are blocking ourselves. Yeah. Because those things are never going to be received. The things of God are not going to be received by the wisdom of man. Yeah. Look, look, the natural-minded man does not accept. It's an absolute. He doesn't accept the things of the Spirit of God. This is why many people have trouble with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're trying to get it in their natural mind, and it's it's not mentally discerned. It's not logically discerned. It's spiritually discerned, which is why when so many people do finally get filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, they're like, why did I fight this? This is awesome. This is great. It's been awesome. It's been great the whole time. But you've been trying to get it through a natural means, and the Word says that's never going to work. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's not going to work like that. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, you set yourself against the God level of life by trying to get that. Now, take this to a different level. If I'm a preacher... And I'm trying to bring about persuasive words, emotional words in preaching, and logical words in preaching. I'm trying to get across worldly, natural thinking to a people that are trying to receive it naturally, or even if they're trying to receive it spiritually. If the people are trying to do it right, they're never going to get the things of the Spirit. Because I'm approaching it trying to be a cool preacher, a mic drop moment, I'm trying to get something where they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. You know, yeah. I was telling a story this morning to Kyle uh, before he left. It was one I remember one day specifically I was trying to I was studying for the message. And it was one of those messages where I could see ahead of time. 
I was going to lead people down this path. And then right here, I'm, I'm setting them up the whole time. And then I'm going to like drop this truth bomb right at the end. And they're all going to be like, wow, that was awesome. Yay. You know, that's so cool and everything. And uh, the Holy Spirit stopped me. I was in the middle. Of it. I'd already crafted most of the sermon and everything. And what was I doing? I was preparing worldly logic yeah. and worldly emotion, persuasive words of man's wisdom. And the Holy Spirit said, are you trying to have a mic drop moment, an emotional moment? Or are you trying to help them? Yeah. And I was like, I can tell I'm already wrong, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already messed up. He, he said, if you want to have a moment, then go ahead and do what you're doing. If you want to look cool and you want people to be like, ooh, wow, then do that. If you want to help them, tell them that truth at the beginning and repeat it to them multiple times throughout the message. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, and, and my logic immediately yeah. goes, that's not as cool. That's yeah, not sure. as cool. But here's the thing. Am I trying to be cool or am I trying to help people? Yeah. Am I trying to get them the wisdom of God and the mysteries of God? And so instead of trying to be cool, I just focused on my fellowship with God over the next little bit, and I, and I got to flowing in the anointing mm -hmm. so that when I talk to them and I give them those pieces, they're more affected by the anointing than my, than my well-crafted message. Right. Right? Yeah. Because the anointing is more important. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they're spiritually appraised. So it's not just the natural man that's receiving the message. If the preacher is a natural man and coming about it in the wrong way, all of the people will not get it. If I'm a receiver of the message, then it just affects me. But if I'm a preacher of the message, I affect everybody. Mm -hmm. And nobody will be able to get what God wants them to get, yeah. because all they'll see is the emotional, and they won't be changed by the anointing. The mm -hmm. anointing won't break the yoke because it's not anointing. It's the persuasive words of man's wisdom, yeah. not the wisdom of God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, sir. Then he says this, but he who is spiritual appraises or discerns all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So let us look at what does God want to do. And what God wants to do is he wants to raise us to a God level of life. Mm -hmm. But the only way he can raise us to a God level of life is if he gets us to a God level of knowledge. And we can't get to a God level of knowledge without the anointing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go, the flow of knowledge doesn't go... A, uh, knowledge, understanding logic, understanding it logically, revelation, anointing. No, it goes the opposite direction according to the word. You have the anointing and you know. Mm -hmm. So I'll have anointing that will cause me to have revelation and that will cause me to have God-level knowledge. Yeah. And when I get God-level knowledge, now God-level knowledge will move me into multiplied grace and peace. It'll move me into the divine nature of God and all those things. So how we approach a message, how we approach the things in the word, how we, who we listen to has everything to do with the level of life that we live. Amen. Amen. The question Amen. is where, where do, are those people? Where are the people that are living the God level of life? Where are those people? 
For me, I want to be one of those people. I recognize yeah. I'm not fully walking that out yeah. at the height that I need to. I'm, I'm reaching for it. I'm stretching to attain it. I'm pressing forward to the prize of the high calling. I want God to get the glory. I, yeah. want, I want to see God's power flow through me and into people. And then when they look back at me, me back up and point to God and give him the glory for it, right? I want to live at that level. You can live at that level. You can live at yeah. that level. You can live at that level. But we've got to attain the supernatural knowledge of God that comes by the anointing yeah. and discernment by the Spirit, not by persuasive emotions or persuasive words of wisdom, man's logic and what is important to man. We have to approach the things of God. So when we come in, I wanted to tell you how to, how to do this. When we come into a message and we come into a, a preaching and somebody is anointed to preach, they're carrying the anointing of God and they're carrying that. I can feel the anointing on this message today. It's unlocking things in people's minds, right? It's unlocking. He had me go a certain direction on purpose. It's unlocking things. It's unlocking knowledge. It's unlocking revelation, right? There's an anointing to do it. Now, the issue is this. When we come into that, we can't come in and go, all right, I'm going to try and figure it all out. You know, uh, you know, we can't do that. No, because what we're doing is we're approaching it mentally. We're approaching it by the world. No, we come in and we say, Lord, you are a good God. Mm -hmm. And I receive you as a child. Lord, I receive you're good. You're great. There's nothing dark inside of you. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. There's no variableness in you or your character, or your love, nor shadow of turning. I receive you. Yeah. Anything you have for me is the greatest and I receive it. Anything you have for me is the best and I receive it. And Father, Lord, let me set myself under an anointing that will cause revelation and knowledge to come. Let me set myself under somebody that's carrying an anointing. And Lord, cause I receive that impartation. Now, here's the issue. What happens is people can take that heart, but as soon as somebody says something that crosses their thinking, they'll go, and then <laughs> they laughed in the back. And they, they're like, oh, how do I, how does that fit? Right, And they'll spend the rest of the service in their logic and they'll stop receiving spiritually. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, They'll have no reception of the spiritual thing because they let their brain basically just completely you know, knock them off track. Yeah. Right? And, and, we can't, and who's done that? All of us at some point. So we got to say, first thing is, I only sit under anointing. Mm -hmm. if they're, that's why when people come here to preach, if they're not carrying an anointing and the fire of God, they don't come here to preach. Nope. I have people that ask me on a regular, hey, I just want to come by your church. That's great. I'm glad. I, if I don't know that you're carrying an anointing, you might as well not even ask, right? I need to know that you're carrying an anointing because I'm bringing, as a shepherd, I'm bringing people to a place where they can eat, and the only place they can eat right is when somebody is carrying the anointing, right? They need to be carrying the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So... First thing is, get under people that are preaching with an anointing, yeah. right? The anointing is key because the anointing, you have the anointing and you know. First mm -hmm. John 2.20, you have the anointing and that'll cause knowledge and that knowledge will take you to that life. Yeah. So first thing is, get under anointing. Second thing is, be receptive to that anointing. Be expecting to receive. Be expecting that I'm going to receive something today. Now, your brain might not catch up with that yet. 
It might not, yeah, what did you receive? I'm not sure, but I expect that I was sitting under an anointing and something happened spiritually and it's working comprehension and revelation in me now. And maybe I got a puzzle piece and I don't even know how to define it yet in the spirit, but I can't tell you with my brain why, which makes sense. I can't tell you with my brain because this thing was spiritually discerned, not mentally discerned. You know, and so I got a puzzle piece today. Next week, I got another puzzle piece. The next week, I got another puzzle piece. That knowledge will then cause you to know the things of God, yeah. know the love of Christ, and the knowledge of the love of Christ in those three passages we went to will cause us to live at a God level, yeah. right? And then, we'll, then when we live at a God level, the glory of God will be there. So we've got to get our brain out of the way of that. I'm not telling you to just follow things blindly. That's not what I'm saying. You take that, you listen, you receive. Then you, you take, if you have notes, you have those scriptures, ask the Holy Ghost to help you. Go back and be like a Brian and see if those things that they said were so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not telling you just you know, swallow everything a man says. I'm saying mm-hmm. when God spoke through the man, you take that like, yeah. like a baby bird that just swallows it. When God's speaking through the man. When God's speaking through the anointed woman of God, the anointed yeah. man of God, that's when you take and say, that is what scripture says. I swallow that easily. I might, my flesh might not like it. I might right. not understand it with my mind, but Lord, I know this is you talking to me. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Have y'all seen that? Yeah. I just started, I started laughing because um, I used to be so wrapped up in my head and only wanting to receive by my logic that even when I had heard you teach this a little bit, it didn't make sense to me. Like, I yeah. couldn't get it because I was literally trying to receive this principle logically. Yeah, like, I remember understand you, it. You had, like, a diagram of, like, like anointing and no- knowledge. And, yeah. and I remember just studying it, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I was trying so hard to And it's pretty simple, it. actually, but isn't it funny that it didn't make sense when you're trying to go after it? Logically, it shows you that the word is true. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. The, the, you started, the Lord started allowing you at least to minister this back a few years ago. Yeah. And it came at the time where I, everything I thought I knew about myself, yeah. I realized that I had created all of it with my logic. And I know you told me at that point that this was one of the keys that I needed to make personal for myself. Like I needed to make it yeah. mine. And since that point, for two, three years now, I've realized how much the world prioritizes logic and worldly wisdom yeah. over the anointing. And so while it may feel foreign, like th- this entire topic... That's a great way to describe that. It, it, it may feel foreign. It may be exactly like what Marky's saying, where I'm like, I, I, I don't get this. The word doesn't lie. That's the, right. The word can't be found to be false. It's, it's truth through and through. So whether it makes logical sense to us or not, it's probably not going to. Yeah, (laughs) It's true. And as we just give ourselves to it and realize there is probably a lot of foundational thinking that has been in me that's been wrong. Yeah, I need to be taught the right way to do it. And we give ourselves to the process. He's so kind and he's so faithful. Like Holy Spirit's our helper. He's not just our power source inside of us. He's the helper. He helps this make sense. He helps us learn how to do it. So I get if we've reached the end of this hour and you're like, cool, good good job. (laughs) 
I understand what you're feeling, but there's so much to it. And when we give ourselves yeah. to it, the world, like with the Lord, yeah. it just starts to unlock and things start to work. Things yeah. that we've wanted for years to make sense, yeah. they make sense. Yeah. Things that we've wanted to see happen through our lives, they start to yeah. happen because he is the orchestrator of it. Yeah. Amen. Well, and the thing is, you know, take this message and listen to it again and yeah. again and again. The thing is, we've been so programmed to not think this way. Yeah. And so, in other words, we've been programmed to not think like the Bible, not think in that in that way. And so because of that, it's limited us. We've been limited to what we could understand logically. And we might get a nugget here or there where we picked up something spiritually, and then it caused us to know some things. But uh, we're called to live at a much higher level than mm-hmm. that, a much, much higher level and a God level of life. God, And can you see the connection now? Because yeah. what I started preaching several years ago was the flow of knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the flow of the anointing and knowledge. But what we really looked at today was how that is attached yeah. to God's level of living. Yeah. Yeah. And God wants us to live that way. And we need to see the why, see how to do it and why to do it. We've got to have the supernatural knowledge of the spirit, yeah. not the knowledge of the world. And it doesn't come any other way than by the anointing of God. And so we need to be under anointed preachers. You know, even like today, I think that I think that several people understand, you know, different pieces of it. But here, here's the thing. Even today, um, you know, people have grasped it and held on to it and seen things like, oh, I see that. You know, I think even in y'all looking at y'all's uh, reactions, uh, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I see that piece now. And what that is, that's the anointing drawing that. That's not just me explaining it well. Yeah. That's the anointing drawing you yeah. to that knowledge in that way. I'm just giving some, I, I probably didn't explain it well, but the anointing unlocks it. And so that's why we need the anointing and we need to sit under anointed men and women of God. Mm-hmm. That's why we need it because these things don't come about by worldly crafted sermons. Yeah. Right? Um, that you can grow in your skill of communicating, but it's not the communication skill that sets people free. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It, yeah. that's, that, is a, that is a lie and that's a trick of the enemy to think that your well-crafted message is what sets them free. Yeah. If that was the case, the whole world would be free. What we need is more anointed preaching. Amen. What we need is more anointing coming through God's people. Yeah. And the anointing will come through a preacher. The anointing will come into you, cause you to have knowledge. And now that anointing grows and grows in your how you live, how you walk, how you, how you pray, right? Yeah. The anointing comes in you and it changes your life takes you up to a God level. How can you go to a God level of living and still be in bondage? The anointing breaks the yoke. It takes you up to that place. But the anointing comes in and it takes us to that knowledge. And we need the knowledge to walk at that level. We need the knowledge. So that's why Paul was praying that. That's why Peter was praying that. He was saying, look, you've got to see who you are. You've got to see what God has done. You've got to see the power that works within you, right? You've got to see in you, in that spirit, man, there's a power. There's a supernatural power on this level. It's working in you now. And what Paul is saying, what Peter is saying is, I want you to see how to let it out, Mm -hmm. right? I want you to see how to be who God has created you to be. You are created in his image 
image and likeness, and it's time for us to be that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Did you receive something out of this today? Hallelujah. We, we pray that you have and pray that you will look, look at it in, with different eyes, a set of anointed eyes, seeing that knowledge, and that you will walk at a God level from this day forward. And at the very least, even if you didn't walk it, you start gaining an expectation of it today that changes what you're expecting yeah. in the future. And so, listen, this is one of those messages that would be very good to go back, listen to it again, listen to it again, listen to it again. There are so many nuggets in those scriptures that I read. I was like just trying to pound through them because there's so much stuff in there. Go back. You'll hear it. The Holy Ghost will bring it out to you. He'll bring you that knowledge. Listen to it again and again. Share it. People need to live at a God level. God wants them to live at a God level. That's why he put yeah. it in there. And so, Father, right now, I just pray, Lord, let people see and know exactly who they are and what they have. And, Father, let them not be held back anymore. Unlock God-level living inside of them. Unlock God-level knowledge inside of, inside of us, Lord. Unlock it. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. We give you the glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, we receive it. We praise you. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. We love you so very much. Uh, we sow this broadcast into you each day. Share the broadcast. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and uh, get, get updates. When we go live, it'll pop up on your phone and tell you. But also, if you would like to sow, we sow it into you. You don't owe us a thing. If God has put it on your heart to be a part of what we're doing, to partner with us like God partners with us and, and like people partnered with the ministry of Paul, uh, they partnered in that way. If you'd like to partner with us, you can go to giveww.org. You can give one time or you can give on a regular basis. And uh, you can give PayPal, text to give, cryptocurrency, uh, Venmo Cash App. You can give on Facebook, all of that stuff. Yeah. If you would like to, you can do that. All the details are there on the screen. And uh, let's just pray uh, for anybody that's given today. Father, anybody who's sowing seed, let it be blessed. Lord, multiply grace on that seed that they're sowing. Multiply the peace of God and lack of confusion in that seed so that the harvest may come up supernaturally and supernaturally quick in the name of Jesus. Lord, let them see a return. Let them see a supernatural return on that seed sown, on that partnership in Jesus' name. Your word says that the grace that's on a ministry will come on the partners, Lord. They will be part partakers of that grace when they are partners with them in ministry. So, Father, as people sow and they partner with us, let the grace, all of your goodness that's in the grace and vision on this ministry, come into their finances, come into their home. And, Father, we thank you for it. Let every weapon that's formed against, against them cease. Let it not prosper. Let it come to nothing and be destroyed in Jesus' name. And let your goodness and grace and peace multiply to them in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did y'all get something out of it today? Amen. Amen. Did you see it at a in a different way? Yeah. You see, especially the God level of living. That's yeah. really what I wanted people to see is that yeah. this is out there, but you do have to approach it a certain way. You don't just, you don't just get it because it's out there. You've got to approach the word of God. 
You've got to approach the anointing and stop approaching it from a worldly logical yeah. way. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And a worldly emotional way as well. So, yeah. Amen. Anything else before we leave? No, it's really good. Like, it's especially for, uh, like I mentioned, we've been so logical. And, yeah. and I haven't wanted to walk in faith and operate in faith. I've wanted yeah. to wrap my head around what I can see and touch and feel. But what's so wonderful is when you get into the anointing, there's that peace that that's like, oh, yeah. I don't have to have it all figured out. Yes. <laughs> there's such yeah. a peace in it of knowing I have the Holy yeah. Spirit. He's guiding me. He's leading me to that life yeah. instead of this like anxiety ridden trying to wrap your head around everything That's a great this point. way is so much better yeah well think about this you know abraham was the father of faith and if he had to figure it all out he would have never left his land and he would have never been that man because he didn't have to have it all he was faithful so he trusted god even in things he didn't understand things he couldn't see same thing that made job good you know, Job did not understand why he came under attack. He didn't understand all of that. He thought wrong thoughts. He goes on to say, I thought wrong thoughts about you, Lord. And uh, he didn't know. He, was, he, didn't, he just didn't have knowledge of it. But yet he trusted God. He hit his knees and worshiped God, even without seeing, without knowing. Yeah. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't believe when it's got it all figured out. Faith believes when it doesn't have it all figured out. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And that goes back to this. So when we see the things of God and we see that God level living, it's like, oh, Lord, I see it. I don't know how I'm going to get all that, but I receive. And see, that's how you receive. I receive what you have for me. I don't have it all figured out. Logically, in the worldly logic, I don't get it all. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, I receive it. I receive it. And see, that's a big nugget that's here right at the end of the message. And it, it, it blesses me when people hang around because sometimes the Holy Ghost will drop one last piece that will unlock it for them, you know. And, but when we say, by faith, see, this is how we get it. This is how we receive that anointing, by faith. By faith. Lord, I believe I receive everything in that message. Now, did you understand and receive it all logically? A lot of times, no. Do you think you understand right now everything that I said today? I don't even understand everything I said today. And I recognize it. I recognize the Holy Spirit was saying things through me that I don't even fully get yet. I've watched that through the years happen multiple times. So I, too, even while I'm preaching under anointing, will say, Lord, by faith, I believe that I received everything you just spoke to me mm -hmm. by the Spirit. Yeah. I receive it. And now the anointing goes to work on the inside of your spirit, mm -hmm. which is made perfect like God, the, your spirit man, if you're born again, and your in your spirit man, it'll cause you to know things you didn't know before. And yeah. you'll, you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you'll have thoughts about God love of life and it'll become real to you and be like, I can do that. Nobody else will have those thoughts because they didn't receive it spiritually, but you will. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And what's really cool too is as you're speaking, because what you're saying is true, it's literally being demonstrated as you're talking. Mm -hmm. As you're talking about how to receive Amen. the anointing, you can sense the anointing and you can sense receiving happening yes. as you're talking about it. It's Amen. really cool. Yeah, it is. Anything Amen. else? Mm -mm. And glory to God. Well, we just praise God and amen. George said, by faith, I receive everything from this message. You say that too. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I have received every spiritual thing, wisdom and knowledge from you that you've given to me. Lord, we receive it and we walk at a God level of living in Jesus name. Amen. Have a great, great day. We'll see you next time. Hang around, watch some other videos. We praise God for you.
Here is Buddy to take us out. Here is Buddy. Guys, thank you for joining us for Lunch Plus. This has been a good, this has been a great broadcast. I'm excited to even go back and watch it again. But guys, uh, I want to invite you. We have a couple of things coming up. But first, this weekend is Holy Ghost Weekend, Holy Spirit Weekend here in Albemarle, North Carolina. And if you're able to be here, uh, we want to encourage you to be here. On Friday at 6.30, we have our prayer night. Uh, Saturday at 1, we train people to win souls, and we go out and win souls. It's a phenomenal time. And then Sunday, we have our special Holy Spirit service. Uh, so we have our Sunday morning service at 10 a.m. and our special Holy Spirit service at 4 p.m. And we want to invite you to be a part of that. We also want you to know that... Upcoming, we have the Amazing Acts Weekend, or not weekend, Amazing Acts Week. This is going to be an entire week. The Lord has put it on Pastor's heart to go through the book of Acts in, in a week. And this is going to be such a phenomenal week. We want to invite you to be here for that. I already know of some people that are traveling about seven hours to be here for this event. Make sure, I want to encourage you to, if you're not from the area, to travel and be here for this week. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, that's September 20th to 24th. Uh, we want to invite you to be a part of that. Also, we have a guest, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth, is going to be here in the house. Uh, and he's going to be here and he's going to be ministering uh, at some time. I don't remember what the dates are for that. Do you remember the dates? The 30th. The 30th of September. It's going to be on a Thursday night. at, uh, And we want to invite you to, to set some time in your schedule to be here for that as well. But guys, we love you. We'll, we'll see, we will see you tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. Have a great time. Bye, guys.